ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ninja Robot Dinosaur. We appreciate you coming back and taking another uh, shot at us, giving us a chance to earn your business. This is Brandon. And I'm Nick. So it seems some of you want to know a little bit more about myself and Nick, and I'm perfectly okay talking about that. I didn't know that that was something of interest, but I can see if you're tuning in, you would probably want to know a little bit more about us. So I've been in retail sales for the last uh, 17 years. I'm 38 years old, so I've been doing it a long time. As you know, we work. I work a lot. That's pretty much it. I work six days a week. I got a small family. I got a little dog. I got a, a little house. I maintain a classic car. I drive a regular sedan. I'm a very conservative person. I don't need a lot of things in life. Things that are important to me are obviously my family first. My work used to be very important. Moving forward in life, it will not be very important to me. The time that I've had off, I haven't worked for approximately 45 days. I've really learned a lot about myself, as we talked about in the last podcast. So there's not much much else to talk about. So my, my hobbies include obviously playing video games. I like maintaining my classic cars in 1970 Ford Mustang Mach 1 fastback that was given to me by my grandfather and it's kind of like a pet you need to give it attention and if you don't it's a pet will will be pretty much okay if you don't pay attention to it but it the pets do require attention to i for them to be happy i think but the car will start to fall apart don't ask me why but the best thing you can do for an old car like that is drive it you need to drive your car more, for sure. Yeah, it's one thing about those cars is driving a $20,000 commuter car is way nicer than driving that 1970 raw steel, V8-powered, loud, steel and rubber and gas-smelling machine. I mean, it looks fun to drive, but it's not. It's like driving a wobbly old radio flyer wagon i'm sure that's determined based upon your perspective as well though right i mean there's some people that the their dream car is an old porsche or even a new porsche just because they're so just raw and gritty and grindy you know what i yeah. mean some people are just really into that i i definitely think that i would be really into that it's it's one of the things i respect about the car is how mechanical it is right you know most of these new cars are all drive by wire like there's nothing connecting the steering wheel to the wheels um everything is mechanical in this car there's no electronics whatsoever except a am fm radio and some electrical panels behind the dash but other than that turn signals and stuff like that but yeah everything else is is literally mechanical and the really cool thing about that car is if you need a part, they're pretty reasonable. I mean, you don't, you're not, parts for new cars are way more expensive than parts for those old cars. Oh, absolutely. So the hard part is finding somebody to work on them when you need some help. I mean, most of the stuff I could do myself, but I'm just not that kind of a person. Right. You know, when I want something done, I want it done right by somebody who knows what they're doing. I'm not going to get out there with a, on YouTube. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and try to dial in the carburetor. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I mean, within reason, you know, some things are doable and some things are not. I guess it goes back to the saying, uh, do what you do best and hire the rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know what else people would want to know about me other than that. Um, I enjoy all music but rap. I just don't like rap. I don't like pop. I don't like R&B. 
Right. Mainly I like old country music, new country music. I like even classical music, uh, classic jazz, not to be confused with any other the jazz music, uh, mainly classic stuff from the mid-century. Right. You know? right. Um, that's about it. Okay. That's about it. I mean, if you guys got questions, you know uh, how to get a hold of us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to you know answer the questions, whether they're on the podcast or email you back. That that's all I really got about myself. Okay. As you guys know, my name is Nick. As uh, Brandon and I actually are very very similar, so a lot of the things that I'm going to say are are going to sound like we're twins just talking. Uh, Brandon's a little bit older than me, uh, so I've only been in retail sales for the last ten years. We actually work together. Like Brandon, I have a small family. I have a daughter. I have a wife. Small house. You know, <clears throat> don't need for a lot. You know, I thought I've thought previously prior to this whole experience for the last 45, 60 days that I've needed a lot more in my life than I actually do. And I'm actually putting myself in a position to live a more simplistic life. And I think that that's an important step to take. That way you're not so stretched in, if things happen for the future. So like I said, I have a, I have a daughter, I have a wife, two dogs. I've had four dogs previously. Um, I just am kind of a homebody, so to speak. I don't like to go out and do a whole lot of things. I like to spend a lot of time with my family, and I think that's because of how much time I've spent working. I feel like I've devoted the last 10 years of my life to work, and I really feel like that's the wrong, the wrong way to live and the wrong way to be. Brandon mentioned that he's reevaluating his priorities when it comes to work, and I, I am doing the exact same thing. Not that I'm not going to care about what I'm doing, but I am not going to invest every ounce of energy and every ounce of my life into that going forward. I just I think life's too short to to live to work. You know what I mean? I don't think you need to do that. I think you need to enjoy your life more than what I have been for the past 10 years. So that's pretty much it. Music, I listen to all kinds of music. Rap, country, hip-hop, R&B, some classical music, some jazz music. I'm I'm not I'm not really a genre specific kind of person. If something comes on and I like the way it sounds, I'll keep listening to it. If it doesn't, then I won't. Some of my favorite things to do is just go on to Apple Radio and listen to a random station and see how it sounds and, you know, just listen to that music while I'm cruising down the road. That's one of my favorite things to do is cruise down the road. So, I like to buy merchandise and sell merchandise. I've always considered myself a somewhat of a uh, entrepreneur, so to speak, and I hope one day that I will be able to find something that I can do to, to work for myself and own my own business. That's the end goal. But other than that, that's pretty much it about me. I don't know exactly what our listeners want to know about us, but as Brandon said, if you guys have specific questions about us and you know they're reasonable questions, we have no problem answering those questions for you guys. We do live in California, both of us, and some of the things we're going to talk about today are going to be centered around California and what's going on. But other than that, that's that's pretty much it about me. So, All right. Well, I think that takes us to our first segment, which is the news. Um, can, I, can I interject for just a second? Yeah. So some feedback that we got on the – not the last episode, but the episode previous to that is some people wanted some more 
some more structure and some segments to our podcast. And we did that on the last podcast and the feedback so far has been overwhelmingly positive. So we're going to continue that. If you guys have more feedback or more suggestions about the segments, please let us know. This is, this is still new to us. We're only, what are we? This is episode five, Brandon. Episode four, four or five. Okay. So we're still relatively new to this, but we, we would like your feedback. We would like you guys to share the podcast, but in regards to the segments, just let us know how you're feeling about them. So sorry about that, Brandon. Good. It does appear that the, the feedback is positive from what I've seen as well. So yeah, I, I like the formatting and I appreciate the, the people that recommended that. So we're going to go ahead and go into the news. Nick, I know there's a couple things you want to talk about. So take it away. The main thing I want to talk about for the news is is what's going on with the beaches here in California. Today is May 1st, 2020. So last weekend, some people here in California were seen on a beach. The governor saw photographs of that and decided that he was going to close all the beaches in California. Well, when the rubber met the road, and I think he got a lot of pushback on that, he only ended up closing the beaches in Orange County. Listen, I, I, I understand that there are protocols and things that we need to do to social distance based upon the information that we have or that we're being provided by the government and by the media. At a certain point, you're going to have an issue of where you're infringing on people's rights. And a lot of people are already saying that we've been there and that we've already been infringing on people's rights. And in my opinion, this is pushing it too far. This is pushing it way too far. If people want to go on a beach, you got to let them go on a beach. I mean, you can't control everything that people do. We mentioned in the beginning of this podcast when we were talking about ourselves, Brandon is a little bit more conservative. I consider myself substantially conservative. I think that when the government is telling you you can't go onto a beach with your family, that's a major problem for me. I feel like that's a direct violation of your civil liberties. And I, I just think it's wrong. And unfortunately, right now, there's not a whole lot that you can do about it. Um, I know that there's a couple local municipalities in Orange County that are going to be fighting that order. But this is what I've talked about before, and if I haven't really broadly talked about it, I, I apologize. But I think it's important for you to realize and remember these types of things when it comes to your voting, on how these people and these politicians act. This is This time is going to be widely looked upon when it comes to the election process coming up because people need to know how their elected officials have acted during this time and make judgment calls for who they're going to vote on based upon those actions. So that's been the pretty, the biggest thing for me over the weekend with the news was, was that information. And it's just, it's just been frustrating. I don't, I haven't been watching a whole lot of news and I know we're going to talk more about that in the views section of today's episode. But as far as news, that's pretty much all I have, Brandon. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention to the news either. And I feel like I'm doing it on purpose just because it seems like the same thing over and over again. And two weeks ago, everybody was a doctor. 
last week everybody is an expert on how to reopen the state and the country. How how can you be an expert on reopening the country when we've never experienced this? You can't be. It's you impossible. Know, there's people on the radio, there's people on TV, there's people on the internet, and they're saying, oh, well, there's six counties in, in California where you know there's no cases of COVID-19 and they should be open. Well, what do you think the people in the county over are going to do when their county's locked down and the next county's open? They're going to go to that county and infect the people in that county. So I don't believe that the counties that don't have any infections should be opened. And I know that's contrary to both liberal and conservative people because I think they, they kind of feel the same way on that. But I'm, I'm indifferent, and I don't think that they should open up a county just because there's no cases. Here's my thing right now. Everybody is jumping to this conclusion, and, and I don't know if this view is going to sit on the conservative side. I don't know if it's going to sit on the more liberal side. I don't know, but I'm just going to say it, okay? Everybody right now is saying, we need to reopen, we need to reopen, we need to reopen. I get it. I totally understand. People are tired of being at home. People are tired of losing money. I totally understand. But we're already in it. You know what I mean? For me, personally speaking, it'd be easier to stay in it for a little while, little while longer than to open the floodgates, reopen everything. And People then, are going to go crazy. And then for the government to come back and say, well, we did it too fast. We opened up too soon. We're going to have to shut back down. Which has happened in a few different places already. That is, that is far worse to me than yeah. holding on and staying... A little bit longer people, what we're doing. That just shows you how unadaptable people are. Absolutely. You know, like, yep. you got to adapt to your surroundings. And I'm not saying, you know, roll over and do everything, you know, that the government tells you to do without any protest. But what I am saying is, you're not going to change anything. No. <laughs> look, what ha- look what happened in Michigan, man. Yeah. They all stormed the castle. I saw that. Did everything that they wanted to do, which, you know, I applaud them. Good for them. But at the end of the day, we all knew the result that was going to come yeah. from that. The the governor right now is drunk on power. Oh. And many of the uh, his advisors are drunk on powers. Uh, local mayors are drunk on power. She is out of line. Yeah. Completely out of line. So it's... Just adapt and don't be in such a rush to get back to the way things were because they're never going to be the same. Never. We talked about that last time, yeah. but I was even thinking about it more. I mean, other countries, people have worn masks for decades, constantly, everywhere they go. Why is that? Yeah, I uh, I unfortunately had to take a trip out of state two days ago, and I went through county where I had to stop for gas and it was very clear if you did not have a mask on you were not going to get served anywhere wow wow and it's a very big county Interesting. signs on windows masks required yeah masks required yeah I'm still I don't know if you guys have listened to the last podcast we talked about PPE a little bit but people are still driving me nuts with their PPE <laughs> and we're not going to get we're not going to get to everybody you know unfortunately <laughs> we're not that big but i noticed i saw an, uh, an elderly man this morning driving with no mask on but rubber gloves oh. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, you know I, I was thinking about our past podcast and i was just like how in the world what is your how are you thinking about this 
What are you protecting yourself from in your car? And what are you bringing into your car with those gloves? We talked about this last time. I'm not going to talk about it. I think, I think you just hit the nail on the head when you said, how are you thinking or whatever you said about thinking. The, the thing is they're not thinking. Yeah. If you're thinking about it logically, you wouldn't be making the decisions that you're making regarding PPE. So. I, I don't know how you how some of these people remember to breathe. <laughs> how they make it through the night. I don't know either. Don't how they either. crawl their way into retirement. I, I just don't. I don't know. Yep. Um, do you have anything else for news? I no, like, I'm yeah. I'm like really blue on the news right now. I'm yeah. Just not. It's it's out of my life. Like I'm not working. So one of the things that you know you talk about at work is what's going on in the news. Well, I'm not working. So right. I am doing a podcast. Part of our podcast is the news. But I'm just I'm not in love with it right now. Yeah, me neither. I don't ha I don't really have an axe to grind. I mean, everything is just. COVID-19, COVID-19, then you sprinkle murder here and a domestic violence there, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and that's some, it. some weird stories about politicians and sexual assaults that I'm really not even interested at all. I, I, I'm just staying away. Yep. I hear you. So, so what's our next segment? Feel good story. Feel good story of the week. Uh, I have one. Uh, do you have one? I, I have one. We, I think we, it's, I think we can both share our story. Okay. Mine's going to be pretty quick. If, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So yesterday, not, uh, not yesterday, the day before, I made my weekish to two-weekish trip to the grocery store, which I do solely by myself, you know, protect it up, just so you guys are aware and you don't have to be worrying about me. I'm pretty, pretty logical and pretty well equipped to handle these situations, whether they're as they are now or if they are worse or whatever they are. Um, but the feel good story, the, the, the feel good portion of the story is when I was in the checkout aisle. So I was, I was three people back. So there's a person loading on the belt. There's a person paying slash finishing at the check register. And then I'm in the back. The person that was finishing and paying happened to be a, uh, Vietnam veteran in a motorized wheelchair, which I noticed him Earlier in the store, that's how I know that he was a veteran because he was wearing a hat, as most veterans do, um, proudly displaying that they're a service member and what they did for our country, which I greatly appreciate all of them, always. But the person, the, the, the man checked out, and then he put, was loading all his bags into the basket in the front, and then he was about to drive off, and he realized that in between his legs, he had set a bottle of bleach. And the checkout lady had already begun scanning the next person's stuff because he was a little bit slower in loading his groceries into the thing. And so he picks it up and he hands it to her and he's like, oh, I forgot to get this. And she's like, well, I can suspend this transaction and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, I'll just get it next time. And before I could even say anything, the lady in front of me who was getting checked out said, just scan it and I'll pay for it. Nice. And it might sound like a very small thing, a bottle of bleach, but that man, you could tell the appreciation on his face. Sure. And he was just so thankful to her. He said thank you probably four or five times to her. And while it was, what, a $10 bottle of bleach? I don't know. But it just, it just reaffirmed that there are still good people out there, and people do care about each other, even when you might think that they don't. It was just really pleasant to see, and... Had she not spoken up, I would have done the same thing, you know. 
but I was just I was very proud to see that. I'm very happy to see that. Yeah, I like when I see those guys with those hats. You know, especially you don't see very many World War II veterans around anymore. But growing up, I saw a lot. Yeah. And being when I was growing up, being a Vietnam veteran, most of them weren't proud of it, but they are now, and they always should have been. There's no reason for them to not be proud of their service. But you see a lot of the Vietnam vets around now, and I always thank them for their service. And especially when I got my son with me, I always make sure that he sees me do that so he knows. And don't forget, those guys were, were bad dudes, and I appreciate their service. Which leads me to this really quick little story of this I saw, I, I happened to be interacting with a gentleman wearing one of those hats, and I thanked him for his service. And he looked right through my eyes, gave me that thousand yard stare, and said, I don't need your appreciation. Wow. And I didn't know what, I, I knew what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say is, well, why are you wearing a hat broadcasting that you are a veteran? Mm-hmm. And I still can't wrap my head around it. You know, other than the fact that the guy's probably just. Maybe dealing with some issues. Just out of curiosity, what hat was he wearing? Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you know this or not. I think you do. My grandfather served in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And he made comments like that. Yeah. Whenever, and he wore his Vietnam hat everywhere. Yeah. But when somebody would thank him for his service, he would say the same thing. And he never came out and told me the reason why. But I think it's because he he had a very hard job. In Vietnam, he actually worked at the body dump. Which, if you're not familiar with what that is, go ahead and research it. I'm gonna save you right now on this podcast the the details of what that entails. But it's a brutal job, especially for a 16, 17 year old kid to be doing in the military. You know, so when he got back, from my understanding, he was never the same, and he never wanted to talk about his service with me, with my dad, with my uncle, with anybody. You know, and so. It just always, I always had the same thing of why would he be wearing the hat, but then not want people to recognize it. And the only thing that I could ever get from him was that it just was a daily reminder of where he was, where he came from. You know what I mean? For him. But he didn't want any recognition for it because he was too proud. That's it. He was too proud of a man to want you to appreciate what he had done for us you know what i mean i i don't know if if there was something and i can't speak for vietnam combat veteran but i personally myself i would probably just wear like the watch that i wore or something different i would i wouldn't want to bring any attention to myself to for to have a daily reminder for myself but that's me i you know it's really hard to put yourself in those guys' shoes. Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's really hard. Totally. But anyways, I just wanted to share that. That that was actually not a feel-good story. <laughs> it, it, you're right. It, it, well, it's, it could have been. Had it, there, it's, it sounded like it was going to be one, right? It did. It, yeah. it actually really did. Yeah. Um, had had the conclusion of that story been different, it would have been a feel-good story, yeah. but... So, you know, it is my, what it is. My feel good story actually has um, to do with something doing somebody doing something nice for us. So we talked about broadcast locations last time. We're having trouble, you know, finding the right place, uh, the place that we were at last time. 
had chickens and dogs, but we were able to kind of get through that, and everything else was was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. the host was lovely. The uh, property was lovely. Nice vegetation, good shade. It's starting to get hot where we live. So as I mentioned before, I had to take a two-day trip out of state, and things got ahead of me. And Nick and I had talked about you know recording on Friday again. And I'm driving home yesterday, and he's texting me, do you want to record tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's Friday. And I am started thinking, I'm like, shoot, I haven't even, like, tried to find another Airbnb. So I start looking, and it, obviously it's short notice, and we need something in the, you know, it's in the morning. And most Airbnbs, our check-ins are, like, 4 or 5 o'clock. So I'm, I'm starting to panic because we're not going to have a place to record. So I remembered that the host from last week said hey if you guys ever want to come back i mean you guys left the place in you know the same condition that you found it you know we'll uh she goes we'll work something out so i emailed her and she emailed me back yeah you can come in tomorrow tomorrow morning and do your your podcast you guys were really excellent guests and i said you know how much and she said free of charge you guys didn't stay the whole time last time you were only here for a couple you know couple hours and that was really, really nice. Out of all the hosts, not one of them has gave us an offer like that. You no. know, we've always paid for the full like stay the night. Yep. You're washing the linens, the cleaning fees. You know, it's like for something just like decent, it's 130 bucks. Yep. You know, and um, and if you, I mean, if you want to spend like sixty dollars, you're gonna get like a a room in somebody's house which is not interesting to us it's, it's it's too hard it's not comfortable i mean yeah if i need a place to stay just like real quick overnight yeah. if i was traveling through yeah it'd be great but that's not what we're doing so very nice of her that was really kind of a breath of fresh air for me and uh made my seven hour drive home yesterday a lot easier our host has been very very nice and very accommodating to us even though the check-in hours are not what we're using, uh, sh- our host is allowing us to come in earlier than the, the posted check-in hours. It has just been a fantastic experience. And so I think Brandon and I both agree that we might have found our semi-permanent location, depending on how things go. Um, we're going to be talking with the host afterwards today. But still... As we mentioned in our last podcast, if you guys do have other suggestions, please still let us know. We're not biased one way or another or set dead set one way or another. So please still inform us if you guys have different suggestions. Yeah, but I, I do like this place. I'm I'm starting to feel comfortable here. Yes. Um, it has all the requirements, you know. Running water. Running water. Toilet. Yep. Comfortable uh, internet. places. Comfortable place to sit. Yeah, pretty quiet for the most part. Yep. Um, I do like watching the chickens out the window. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think one just got out of the swimming pool. It's all wet. That's awesome. Yeah, that is really awesome. Okay, so that's uh, that's, that's the feel good story. I didn't see any really feel good stuff on the on the freeways. And 14 hours of driving. You're, you're not going to ever see feel-good stuff on a freeway. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're going to find stuff for a rant section. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a there was a lot of traffic. There has been substantially more traffic, yeah. There was a lot of traffic. And I'll tell you what, 
I could not believe the amount of Amazon trucks I saw. Yeah. Truck after truck after truck. It's unbelievable. I had to drive to Nevada. And I could not believe it. I could not believe how many Amazon trucks I saw. There are so many Amazon trucks that are subletting their workout to independent drivers. Wow. I, I don't know if any of you guys have tried to order anything on Amazon lately, but it's... You it's, can forget the two-day shipping. It's, you can forget the two-day shipping. It's not. It seems like it's getting a little bit better than it was. I think because um, they're subletting the workout. But there for a while, they were saying month-long deliveries, which is which is just astronomically going against their entire business model. But you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I even saw a graph yesterday that it was not comforting to me in any way because it was utilizing people's anonymous cell phone data yeah which is very troubling to me but to track their movements and track when they're leaving their house and if they're leaving their house i don't have a problem with that i have a major problem with that that's big brother watching you i i don't care i don't have anything to hide i don't either i don't either but i just it's just an eerie feeling and i already know it's too bad they can't use that technology to track criminals down (laughs) yeah exactly right stupid Yeah, that's it. It's oxymoronic for sure. Yeah. So on that same subject, uh, there's this app that I have for our neighborhood called Next Door. Yeah, I have the same app. Yeah. And there, the police department. There's a representative that posts on there. You know, every once in a while, if there's like a missing child, or uh, if you know there's going to be a road closure for whatever reason, or some thieves that got caught in the neighborhood, he'll post their picture. I mean, it's Thank God it's relatively a low-crime neighborhood, so we don't get a lot of it. But one of the last things he posted is that they have a drone now that is supposed to respond to car accidents, uh, respond to calls, basically. It's going to be able to get there and kind of assess the situation before the police or fire department can get there, which I thought was really cool. That is really cool. Everybody started bashing this guy. Oh, big brother, keep an eye out. And he he kept posting, like, it's not a patrol drone. It's a responder. If you get in a car accident, this is going to kind of show the dynamics and logistics of that accident that we can communicate with each other about and close down whatever roads we need to close down for your safety. Right. I mean, think about it. If they can get a drone to a scene of an accident in 30 seconds... And instantly know that they're going to need a medevac. Yeah, that saves so much time. Yes, it's it's that is a game changer. Game and changer. everybody was bashing this poor guy. I don't and understand I, why. If you don't think there's drones already patrolling things, then you got another thing coming. I, again, I don't care. Well, I don't. I don't care. I do, but it's I. I don't have anything to hide. The way I live my my life, right? It's it, I live my life like I'm on camera. <laughs> okay like somebody's always I've since i was a little kid i always was like i'm gonna live my life like somebody's always watching what i'm doing and i know one day like my son he i feel like he's gonna be able to see like my digital life my the digital content that i had on my computer it's almost like a diary right right somehow all that information is being recorded and he's gonna look at it so i i though everything i do is just like if Somebody was watching me on camera. Very, I'm very, very careful about the things that I post on the internet, the things that I look at, 
just because I know one day that is going to be accessible to somebody somewhere. It's accessible now. Yes, but 100%. it will be even more accessible. Right. Especially in this state, I'm sure at some point they will pass a law where whatever, all the things you do online will be become public information. Well, so, what section are we in right now? We're in views. We're in views. Okay, so let me let me tell you one of my views. There's already places in this world that are utilizing what you do on social media and what you do online as like a social report card. And kind of like we have our credit bureau system, they're kind of utilizing that information. Yeah, they've been doing that in China. Correct. Yeah. For a long time. Mm -hmm. They're utilizing that information and they're holding it either towards you or against you. Yeah, you you can't go into certain stores in China unless you have a certain social media rating or a social rating. Correct. So if you're a scumbag, you really can't do anything. Correct. You know, and if you were like a great person, you have way more access to things than other people that don't have such a great social report card. These I, things are are coming. I think they're, it's kind of cool. They're going to be attempted to be coming. I don't think it's cool at all. I think it's disturbing. I, see, I, I mean, there's part of me that's like, yeah, you're, it's infringing on your constitutional rights. Oh, 100% it is. And I always have a problem with that. Yeah. But it, I also like keeping people in check. Right. Have you, have you heard that they're testing out the chip? No. Okay, so you don't know anything about it? No. So let me just tell you. They're testing out a chip that you put between... Your thumb and your pointer finger in this little section right here. Okay. okay. And it's so on your palm. Well, sort of. It's in between that thumb and it yeah, basically that little yeah. extra skin there. Yeah. And that would contain quote unquote your medical records and your identification and your social security number and all everything that somebody would need to know about you would be on that chip. My question is how do you feel about that? I'm not getting a chip put in me. You're not. No. Okay. I'm okay with. I'm okay with like identifiers. I don't know how you would do it. Maybe carry like a, a credit card, I guess, type thing. Like if they wanted to know who you were, like they could swipe it or something. You, you have an identifier. It's called your driver's license. Well, I mean, but that doesn't have your medical records on it. You don't need my medical records. If you get involved in a serious accident, I mean, wouldn't you want them to know like your allergens? They have it. It's on my phone. It's called my medical ID. My, I, I don't know. I, I don't think everybody puts that information on their phone. That would be just the same as wearing it. The difference is this on my phone, it's a willingly, I willingly put it into my phone so it can be accessed. So Whereas, does your phone have a, a password? It does, but there's an emergency section that you click to get into the medical ID. So anybody could get into it? That portion, yes. Yeah, so I'm not okay with that. But you're okay with having an identifier that you... Like on a credit card, yeah. Like, why? Because What's if, the difference? If, if somebody needed to get information about me, like if I was involved in an accident sure. or whatever, I, I would want them to have as much information as they could to make sure that I got the best care I could possibly get. But you're not okay with it being on your phone? No, because you're now, you just said, like, there's people that are monitoring your stuff, like, and you're, it's out of your control. Well, at least if it's on this card, it's, it's, I feel like it's more in my control. It's in control if it's on my phone, where it's at on my phone. You can't get into my phone. It is in a certain section on your phone. I, I don't trust, I don't trust the, the people that make the phones. I, I know their security on their phones are, are is really, 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 really strong and good. 
I don't trust him. I definitely wouldn't want my information on a card that can just be lost, stolen, misplaced for any Joe Schmuckarelli to get my information and have my medical records. I'm not suggesting that's the 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 perfect answer to having that information. I'm, that was just an idea. Okay, I understand. So, but what, back to my original question, you would not be in in favor of having a chip placed inside no, your hand. No, I. It's just like a vaccine. Like if nobody's gonna force anything on me. Okay, I'm on. I'm on the same exact. The page. minute you do that, I I, I will be. I will not be a uh, productive citizen anymore. <laughs> I will not live in my house. Yeah. Yeah. I will not let my family, I will not subject that to my family, and I will join the rest of the men that feel the same way that I, do, I don't even know. I don't even know these men, but I know that there is a, a, lot, of them. a lot of them that yeah. feel the same way that you are not going to put anything into me that I don't need or want. There is not a snowball's chance in this world that you're implanting a chip into me willingly. No. So. And if you put it into me unwillingly, I will cut it out. <laughs> So where did you where where did you get that information from? I, that's that information has been out for years, oh. and there's I don't remember the name of the company, but I think there's a company, I don't know if they're in the United States, but I'm pretty sure they're in the Americas, North America, South America, one of the two, that is putting it in employees as a test, and telling them that they can clock in and clock out with it. Yeah, but I when those kind of stories come out. I always look past the initial headline and see you have to and see what the ulterior motive is. Yeah, if them. if you base your news off of headlines and you're not you're you're not getting the right information because the headline is there to get your attention. Yep. And the headline is usually far different than the real story. You know, we talked about this a little bit last time last week about the media and I'm just, I am so disgusted with the media, man. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it again. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it just for a second, if you don't mind. I am just so disgusted with them. There's now media outlets coming out and saying, was the coronavirus really as bad as we made it seem? You know what I mean? It's like, how are you doing a complete 180? A complete 180 from what you were saying two weeks ago. That's why I stopped watching it. It's it's just disgusting, man. It's I don't it, I don't watch it, but people send me this information because they want my opinion on it. They want to know what I think about it, and then I go down this rabbit hole, and it's just like, come on, man, how, how? It's just it's so disgusting. It's so grotesque, and I'm so infuriated by it. I'm just well. If you don't watch it, you won't. You won't be disgusted or infuriated. I know, but I can't help myself because I feel like not knowing is just as bad as knowing. I used to have this approach, and I don't know. I think it was like five years ago I changed. But my approach that I used to have was I am only concerned with what's going on in my two-mile radius. In fact, there's a book that's out that uh, is written by Jordan Peterson. And in the book, he says, worry about your own backyard. Don't worry about anybody else's backyard. And he said to be very wary of people that are concerned about everything but their own backyard. And my wife reminded me of that, uh, I think it was a week or two ago. And it's so it's such good information. 
Yeah. And I'm not I'm not worried about the only thing I'm worried about is my employment situation and when we're going to get back to work. And I'm not going to elaborate on that anymore, but I I suggest just worrying about what's going on around you, which I do. Cuz it doesn't matter who the president is. is. I agree with it you. It doesn't but- matter who the president is. It does not really impact me personally. Yes, I, I there are things I like about the current president. Does he make mistakes? Absolutely. All presidents do. There's never going to be a perfect president ever. So I don't worry about the politics. I don't worry about corona anymore. I just protect myself when I go out in public and I I walk around my neighborhood and just, you know, make sure nobody's house burned down and that's all I really care about. I I I completely get where you're where you're coming from. I also just feel like if you're not informed about things that are going on, then you're doing yourself a disservice as well. It's agitating. What is? Worrying about what's going on all over the place. I I I understand that, and I that's why I have drastically cut back on how much I worry about that stuff. But I still do want to at least have some sort of surface knowledge of what's going on in this country and in this world. I I know where you're at, and I was there up until a couple weeks ago. I I enjoyed the news. It was the greatest show on earth. You know, oh, I didn't not. I didn't take it very serious, but the, the entertainment value was there for me. Everybody becoming an expert on things so quickly was a major turnoff. I know, I know, we've talked about it. That is really irritating. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody knows what they're talking about. None of them have even worked a single day in their life. They have no education, and they're an expert yep. on reopening the economy. Yep. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, absolutely so, crazy. Anyways, we don't have to talk about it anymore. I'm just, I'm just. Is that? Did you? You said you wanted to talk about coronavirus. Is, is that? Was there something you want to elaborate on? No, just that. The whole reversal, uh, the whole media reversal. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm beyond frustrated, and I feel like, I feel like the American people, and the world for that matter, have been. I don't, I don't want to sound crazy or I don't want to go down this conspiracy theorist kind of road, but I think we've been lied to a lot more than we want to admit. That's I, I think maybe we could share our conspiracy theories if you're comfortable with it. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. I just... Maybe people want to hear it. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I guess we'll... I, Here's the thing. If they don't, they have the ability to turn it off. But if they do, they, have, they, they don't have the ability to say, call us up and say, hey, what do you... Hey, I want to know a little bit more about your conspiracy theories. That's true. That's true. You know, there's a lot of evidence, and I'm doing air quotes right now. There's a lot of evidence that says that this virus is not man-made and it's natural. I completely disagree with that. I, the research that I've done, and I'm... People are going to disagree with me, and I get it. I'm not going to keep saying that because people are going to disagree with everything I'm about to say. So I'm just going to you know, put that out there that people are going to disagree. And guess what? Brandon and I disagree all the time, but we're still friends, and you guys can disagree with me and still listen. That's fine. But I believe that this virus was not only man-made but intentionally released. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's what I think. I think it was intentionally released 
as sort of a trial run for bigger things to come. So I, I, I definitely believe it was released on purpose. The numbers are very skewed from what I understand. There was two doctors in Bakersfield that put a video out on YouTube that has been deleted where they're saying, if you die from lung cancer, they are putting coronavirus, COVID-19 on your death certificate. Of course they are, because that's how they're making money. If you come, yes, if you come, if you have a heart attack and you die, they are putting COVID-19 on your death certificate. Yep. It's my understanding these doctors don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just too crazy. It, it seems like um, unless you have COVID-19, like they don't even really want you in a hospital. No. They have shut down complete sections of hospitals because the only thing people are focusing on is COVID-19. And that goes to my theory of this being a trial run to see how quickly, I mean, you got to think about it. Let's just say this is this is just one this is just one theory out there. Okay, let's just say that this virus was intentionally created and China released it. Okay? Think about how quickly once it really caught fire here in the United States that this was an issue. Once people really realized that this could be an issue, think about how quickly our economy grinded negatively overnight overnight how quickly they were able to cripple everything that happens in this country and yes there's been a lot of people that have died in other countries and things like that but you don't hear about this craziness with supplies and the economy and all that stuff anywhere else but here at least i haven't and maybe that's because we live here in the united states but they, this has crippled. I mean, we went from almost thirty thousand dollars on the Dow Jones to under twenty. It's what seemed what seemed like overnight, you know, within a week or whatever it was. Think about that. That is that is drastic. That is amazingly quick. And so, that's part of the evidence that leads me to believe that this was all engineered. My theory is. They're gonna. They are gonna shut down Thanksgiving and Christmas. They want to take those family holidays away. They want to separate us from our families. The time that we value the most. They, those really important holidays that I think the deep state hates. Uh, one Thanksgiving, they I, I really feel like a lot of them feel like that's a racist holiday, and Christmas, which is a Christian holiday. So what makes you say that they want to take those away? Well, I, I don't really understand. They took Easter away. Nobody even realize, realized it. Yeah, but are you saying that this whole thing is going to be going on that long? No, I think they're going to... Imp- that will be flu season. Okay. Perfect time to shut down the economy again. Which I don't know... I don't know... That's the hard thing I'm, I wrap my head around. I know. I know that some of these filthy gangsters in suits get rich when the economy takes a dump. Oh, absolutely. I know they know how to manipulate things and take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously not intelligent to do that or not that bad of a person <laughs> to do that. But uh, I don't I don't ever hope for people to lose their jobs and money and homes and cars and everything they've ever worked for, especially small business owners. I don't know. It, it's just really terrible that 
it impacts them this way but there's a i think there's a a greater reason why they do it and i that's the the hard thing i have a hard time figuring all that out but i do i do think that's next well they they want to take you away from your family your immediate family i should say and those special holidays that we all cherish and really really like to have so they 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 do it because in my opinion they they want to move wealth yeah so what happens and again this is just my opinion but what happens is the stock market's climbing people like you and me and our 401ks our retirement plans or whatever are making money everything's good then what happens is it drops we lose our money we don't have the ability to stand in and withhold all these losses, you know, because we're not big business, big corporations, super wealthy. So people, g- generic people, regular people, middle class people, they panic. They pull their money out. They take their loss on the chin and they move on. And then when it bottoms out, then these rich people buy everything back up and it skyrockets everything back up. That motion. So they are liquidating high, holding their, because cash is a position, right? So they liquidate, even if they lose a little bit off the highs, they they liquidate some, they wait for the dip, and then at the bottom, they buy, and then ride the wave back up. And it just happens over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, this has actually been a very quick turnaround as far as stocks are concerned. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. a month ago, stocks were below 20,000. Now they're over 24,000. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. Extremely wild. So I I, I feel like they uh, this is their way of controlling us, sending us to our prisons and keeping us away from the family and controlling the economy. It's a, just a whole new method. Right. I have a lot of things that I can talk about conspiracy theories wise, but I. Well, I if there's any that you want to get off your chest, now's the time. Well, not particularly. I would like to know from our listeners some feedback on on how they feel about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before we go down like a huge, deep, dark rabbit hole, I mean, maybe we could introduce like a little conspiracy theory segment or something. I don't know. Or maybe we could do an entire. That could go kind of be on rants. Could be definitely. It's that's kind of what we've been doing is ranting a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, it's. It, I live my life, and I don't know if this is the right way to do it or the wrong way to do it, but I live my life and I look at everything that happens and I think to myself, it's not as it seems. I think that every decision that is made, with our economy, with our laws, with our government, everything that is, every decision that is made is not as it seems. And there's ulterior motives behind all of it. That's just the way I think. Yeah, the scary thing is not necessarily the governor, but like his advisors. Yeah. Like we don't even know who these people are. Like we didn't pick these people. Uh, I don't even know that we picked him. Right. Well, it's the same with President Trump, right? Look at all the advisors that he's had throughout this entire thing. Yeah. Where do these people come from? Yeah, I don't of, know them. A lot of them are from uh, Bush era. I under I understand where they actually came from. Yeah. What I'm saying is they're not elected officials. No, they're advising our elected officials on things that they should do. But who knows what their motives are? Right. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that may be part of the reason why he's gone through so many. Possibly. As I don't know that he has a tolerance to be a puppet. And that's what most politicians are. They're like the grandstand or showman, snake oil salesman. But then you got all these little dark, like, people with hoods on. Like, <laughs> that are advise- like evil people, like, advising these puppets on what to do. And the puppets right. are really good at, like... Uh, interpreting it and and making it downplaying it and making it sound as of this or they're making know. it they're really good at putting on the show yeah right making it seem believable and and, and they start to get feel that power right you know right and it just it just metastasizes and turns into this big giant cesspool of the swamp yeah so drain it baby <laughs> <laughs> i i mean i used to really enjoy watching the federal government you know in in this administration but i just can't anymore it's just i don't know that's i don't know what the news is doing oh i know what they're doing they're lying it's not the news no they should call it lies did you watch lies tonight right (laughs) hey are you gonna watch seven o'clock lies (laughs) <laughs> hey last night did you see on the lies about the coronavirus right right just rename it to lies and let's see what happens to the ratings if the ratings would probably be go up because it's more accurate it's more entertaining yeah because now it's you know nobody's lying to you it's just right because you, you know, know you're lies yeah you know it's like watching a tv show about the news right right um i don't know that's so I don't want to. I don't want to. Like I said, I don't want to go super far into conspiracy theories today. Um, but I, I am interested from our listeners what you guys think, and if you kind of like that sort of content. Obviously, we're not going to turn the show into a conspiracy theory show, but you know, sometimes it is nice to discuss some things along those lines. So just some feedback from you guys would be greatly appreciated on that. So. So I just want to talk about my trip briefly. Sure. Um, I had to go to Las Vegas, and the reason's really not important. I didn't want to go, but I had to. Just so everybody understands, you did not go for pleasure. Oh. You, you didn't go to gamble in the casinos. So I you know, got an Airbnb. Yeah. The Airbnb was really awesome. It was very well thought out. Uh, even the guy had like a guest Netflix thing, like... And it asks you, like, who's watching TV? Like, young kid, older kid, uh, teenager, adults. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And, like, the like you didn't have to put a password in or anything like that. Like, he had it. This place was dialed in. This and place was a, an Airbnb. A perfect Airbnb. It was clean. It smelled clean. It was dog-friendly. Uh, we had, I had to bring my dog simply because I just... I can't leave my dog overnight by himself. No. And I don't do the pet resort thing. No. And he's a little dog, so it's pretty easy. He's manageable. Yeah. He's a diva, but he's a little dog. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we get to the Airbnb. Everything's cool. Uh, got uh, pizza from this place called Naked City Pizza in Las Vegas. If you ever get go there, it's like the best thing you'll ever have. Uh, had the little curly pepperonis. Those are very hard to find. Yeah. So that was good. And we woke up the next day, and my wife thought it was important. She she we did what we had to do, and then we uh, woke up the next day, and she thought it was important to 
get the wiggles out. So she goes, let's let's just go walk the strip. And I'm like, okay. So I pick my battles. And, I was going to uh, say, because that does not seem like something you'd be interested in doing. No, no. I'm not a Vegas kind of guy at all. I like old Vegas, like from the you know 50s and 60s. Yeah. Um, like Casino, the movie Casino. Yeah. Uh, so we get in the car, we pack up all our stuff, we get in the car, and we drive down to the strip, and everything's blocked off. Metro PD, which is Las Vegas' strip police department, has police cars blocking off every hotel entrance. Uh, the hotel vehicles are blocking off all entrances to like employee parking, parking garages. Really? It is completely shut down wow the only you saw like one or two guys like walking around like you saw homeless people walking around a little bit like like i might have seen 15 people and maybe 50 police officers just on the strip wow everything shut it was did you take any pictures i did not Darn, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, it was the most... There's a lot of pictures online. I'm sure there probably are. There And I did see, like, people, like, like photographers, like, taking pictures. And, like, I even saw this weird thing that, like, these girls were dressed up, like, all gothic. And there's, like, a professional guy, like, taking pictures of, of them. Like, it was a production. Like, they had stuff, like, you just wouldn't wear out. Like, some, like, feathery thing that popped up out of their like a collar that popped up out of their neck really <laughs> yeah so i don't know what, what what that was for but it was a i've been to vegas many times and i i every time i go for pleasure i always say i'm never coming back to this place because i just dislike it so much i dislike what it's become <laughs> and this was probably my best visit I've ever had. Because <laughs> no one was there. <laughs> Nobody was there. But just seeing all those casinos and hotels. I bet it was an eerie feeling. It was that. very eerie. And then I saw like a cluster of like 11 Metro police officers riding bikes. And I was like, well, that's not very effective if they're riding with, you know, 11 people in white. There's probably nothing going on. Yeah, that's what my wife said. So just uh, very, very weird to see. I... I did tell her, I said, you'll never see something like this again. I don't think. I mean. I hope not. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a, it, it might, you might see it again, but it's, for us to ever have to go to Vegas in a situation like this again, we'll ne- that'll never happen. No. No. So, just, it was just really weird. And I just, there was so much traffic going to and from. To and from Vegas, there's a lot of traffic. Be, could not believe it. It's my understanding that they are going to open up today, so I think a lot of people were going there in anticipation. In anticipation, and um, there's some sick gamblers. I mean, there's some people that really like they have to gamble. You know, that's part of their lifestyle. That's how they make their living. I know some of them. So they've been really challenged. Yeah, the last forty five days. Yeah. But it was really weird to see, and the traffic was crazy. Mm. Like I couldn't believe it, and I I don't know what the outgoing traffic was about, but um, anyways, yeah, I think they were supposed to open up today, which is a Friday, which is a perfect day for Vegas. So I didn't realize that there's 2.8 million people in Las Vegas. Really? Yeah. That many, huh? Yeah, and their wow. their cases were extremely low. I think they have like 
two, last time I t- checked, like 2,000 cases out of 2.8 million people. Hmm. That's not many. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. hot. It's 103 degrees there right now. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's too hot, man. I can't stand the heat. Yeah. I hate the heat. And then we went to... Um, we... By the time we left the, the inner city of Las Vegas, we still hadn't eaten breakfast. And my wife wanted to go to... Uh, she wanted to get a Starbucks. So, I think we ended up in Henderson. Which was really nice. Henderson is nice. A really nice. There's oh, so much construction going on over mm-hmm. there. It's incredible. And then we went to the world's largest Chevron. It had 96 pumps. <laughs> and the store inside, it had they had like a NASCAR in there. They had a Baja truck in there. Like in the actual station. That, they wow. Had, they had the uh, old Herbie Beetle in there. Uh, so did they have signs that said it's the world's largest? Yeah. It says world's largest Chevron. I see. Yeah. Is it right outside of Vegas? Yes. Like that last... Print, like prim. Yeah, yeah. that last area mm-hmm. before you really start yeah. hitting the road. And they had a pet. Uh, they had a little pet waste station, too, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. I'd never seen that. I, I don't know why more stops like those don't have those things. But uh, anyways, that was an interesting trip. Just wanted to share my experience on that. Yeah, I think that uh, you'll never have that experience again. No. No. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So. So Sweet. you got anything else on views or rants? No, not really. Uh, so that, that takes us to reviews. And um, I'll let you go if you got anything you want to review. I do have one thing in particular I'd like to review. It's a TV show um, brought to you by NBC. I, I do like NBC shows for some reason. I'm not a big fan of big corporations or companies or NBC in general. But for some reason, like that's who does Law and Order. I'm a big fan of Law and Order, Chicago PD. I like those shows. But this is a new show, and I, I can see the look on your face. So go ahead and say what you want to say about NBC. I don't watch anything. I don't watch anything. Any shows from any major networks like ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Okay. So <laughs> last time we talked about um, Yellowstone. Yeah. Right. That's put on by the Paramount Network. Paramount, yes. That's a major network. So, is it just... free? No, it's not. Okay, yeah, I don't watch anything that's. I don't watch anything from major networks that are free. Okay, this is not free. How's it not free? It's on NBC. Anybody can get NBC for free. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can watch all the TV that NBC has. Yeah, you go to Walmart, you get a twenty-five dollar antenna. Hold on, hold on. Rewind the tape for a second. You go to Walmart. And purchase an antenna. An antenna. So it's not free. Well, it is. That that'd be like saying it's. That'd be like saying, well, if you have to buy a TV, it's not free. So before uh, cable and internet, you used to have a TV with an antenna on it. Yeah, I know. Okay, and that's how you got your channels. I'm I'm fully aware of how. Okay, the TV has progressed. TVs now don't have antennas. Correct. They have Ethernet ports or Wi-Fi cards in them. Correct. Wireless air cards. Correct. So, yeah, you have to buy an antenna. It's $20. You might even be able to find one in the trash of your neighbor's house when he puts the trash out. Maybe you'll find an antenna. And you're saying that antenna can provide you all the shows that NBC has. Yes. So what other shows do you like to watch? Just out of curiosity. I'm going to let you review your show, and then I'm going to go into some things I've been watching. 
Okay, perfect. But yes, you for free you can watch NBC, ABC, Fox. You have to watch them on their schedule. It's not on demand. Okay, okay. you can't record. Yes, yeah, like I'm, you got to tune in it. I'm if your show was on at seven o'clock on Tuesday night, you got to you got to be there. You know how I know what you just said is inaccurate because you like to watch the History Channel and all of those shows are free. I know that for a fact. What shows are free? The History Channel. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Hundred percent. It's free. Anyways, um, so the show is called Lincoln Rhymes, or Lincoln Rhyme, I can't remember exactly which one. Um, it's got a subtitle called The Bone Collector. I think that's so they can make another season called Lincoln Rhyme, and then something else. But it's just a very interesting show. Um, we binge-watched, it's only 10 episodes, so we binge-watched the whole, whole thing this past week. And um, actually, I guess to some people's definition, that's not really binging, a couple episodes a day. But it's just a great show, man. Um, if you like crime and you like, you know, investigative shows and stuff like that, I think you'd really be interested in it. I think they did a good job with the actors and actresses that they have in the show. And just check it out. You know, it's only 10 episodes, so if you don't like it, you don't have to watch uh, the next season that's going to be hopefully coming out soon. So that's the only one I really wanted to review. Um, I'm reading about it. it looks pretty stupid. Well... <laughs> That's that's entirely your opinion. Um, so on the last episode, you mentioned that you like things that are real. I do. So why wouldn't you watch something like 48 Hours? What do you mean? Like First 48. I do watch the First 48. It's one of my favorite shows. Th- that's real. I know. That's why I watch it. This is, uh, I mean... This is not This is not science fiction. This series follows NYPD officer Amelia Sachs, who partners up with a disabled forensic expert, Lincoln Rhyme, and his team... T- his team to solve cases in pursuit of the legendary serial killer, the Bone Collector. Correct. Was there a, re- a legendary serial killer named the Bone Collector? I'm not an expert on serial killers. There was. So um, maybe we should review some some history before we continue down saying that the episode looks this the show looks stupid because it's actually not a disabled forensic expert. And. It, that's how they make the show interesting. If they it, just watch it and don't have, I won't because judgments. it's on NBC. Okay, well, you'll watch things on History, but you won't watch things on NBC. Correct. That makes zero sense. Is, is there anything else you wanted to share about this fictional drama uh, thriller? No. <laughs> uh, I would like. So, did you try the uh, the no. crab cakes? No, it was on NBC, so I didn't. Uh... No, did you try the crab cakes? No, it was it was it, the when I clicked the link, it took me to a, an NBC sponsor, so I didn't want to try them. No, I'm just kidding. No, I have the crab, I just haven't <laughs> made them yet. Did you find it in the grocery store in the section that I was talking about? I am familiar with that section, so I knew right where it oh, was. Okay. But yes, right. it is right where you were mentioning that it would be. Uh, the I just, just want. Go ahead. I just want to warn people that you there's t- in, at least in the grocery store I was in there's two types you can get claw meat or you can get lump. The lump is substantially more expensive for no difference really in my opinion. Um, so just know what you're buying before you pick it up. Yeah, I think the traditional recipe calls for lump. I've made it with claw. They both they both taste good. So I actually prefer. When I'm eating crab, I prefer the claws because I think they have a sweeter flavor. It does, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So the the uh, I want to review a mini series, um, and it's a couple months old. It's but... not on NBC, right? It's not the fact that it's on. It's not the. It's not the net. It's not the network. You just said it was the network. It's so not the. Ne- it's, it's not the not. network that I have a problem with. I just don't like those shows. Well, that's not what you said five minutes ago. You said it was the network. You said ABC, NBC, Fox. These networks, I don't watch. I don't watch the stuff you can get free with an antenna. I don't know what to tell you. It's that is stuff for. It's the same thing as anything with a laugh track. I will not watch anything where there's people that tell you when to laugh. Absolutely not. I agree. That is that is. I'm sorry. I'm. I know when something's funny to me. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead with your miniseries. It's a couple months old. It's called Washington. It's about George Washington uh, before he became you know, obviously the president. He was actually a, a British soldier. So. Uh, you can find it on History Channel. It's a three-part miniseries. It's they're two hours a piece. Really awesome. Very well put together. Great story. You will find things out if you're interested in it. You will find things out about that man that you never knew could even be possible. I will definitely have to watch that. I'm surprised you haven't. I you know I now that you said it, I remember hearing about it. But I think when it came out, I was too busy, too tired to. To enjoy it, so I'm going to have to watch it now. Really, really, you'll love it. You'll love it. There's another one coming up uh, about Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. And I think that's Memorial Day. Gotcha. Do you watch um, The Curse of Oak Island? No. That's on history. You might enjoy that show. I I don't like those, like, reality production shows that, like, the guys only work when there's, you know, like... It's it's in season or something. So, you don't like reality production shows, but you will watch regular production shows. I just don't. I don't know. I. It's just not that interesting to me. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's. I don't. I don't really enjoy watching people work. It's not. <laughs> That's what it is to me. It has nothing to do with. It's like watching. deadliest catch. It's like. You know those kinds of—I don't even know what they call those shows—but I just—I—it does—it does nothing to do with watching them work. I mean, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. It has to do with the story and what they find. You don't watch Deadliest Catch to watch them work. I mean, come on—that's ridiculous. You watch to see how much fish they catch or how much crab they catch or the story behind it. Same with The Curse of Oak Island. You watch the show to see the story of how they can potentially. Find the treasure. Look, I know a lot of people that like those shows, and that, that's fine. I'm not saying you're not, and you're. I'm not saying you're dumb for watching those shows. I'm just saying it's just not for me. <laughs> Are you sure you're not saying yes? That? <laughs> I know that's how it sounds, because that's how I can sound sometimes. But that's not what I'm saying. Okay, I'm just saying it's I'm, not I'm, for me. Gotcha. So no, whatever they call those shows, like a docu series. Yes. No, actually, I think. I think your show that you just mentioned would be considered a docu I, I don't know what they call those. I got you. Yeah. Uh, let me look it up. But, yeah, nothing with a laugh track, nothing that you can watch for free with an antenna, and none of those deadliest catch spinoff shows. And I just looked it up. The Curse of Oak, Oak Island is a it's considered reality television. So uh, that's right there with the Kardashians for me. Just 
that that is a despicable. It's statement. a male version. That's of, a despicable. It's like the what a you know the husband of the wife that watches the Kardashians would watch. It's a despicable statement. You would actually thoroughly enjoy the show because there's a lot of history in the show, but you're going off based on a one word explanation. It's on, reality. T- the, on, the only reality TV I watch is Life PD. Everything on there's everything on TV is called reality. Everything. Would the George Washington docu series be content- considered a uh, reality? TV? I'm sure if you looked it up somewhere, someplace, someone would consider it reality. Yes. How can you just? There's this treasure that's been hunted for like 200 years, right? So you do know about the show. I'm reading about it. Oh, so uh, it, it sounds a lot so like you know about the show. We're gonna start working on this when the cameras roll in. They don't work on it when the cameras are rolling. They work on it all the time. If you think that they only work on it when the camera's rolling, you're sorely mistaken because they'd never get anything done. The episode's only one hour long. Well, they've been working on this for six Seven years. Seven years, yeah. Long time. Nothing I don't good. think they're going to find the treasure. Me neither, but nothing good comes <laughs> easy. So. Now, if they now if they found the treasure, I'd like to watch a documentary on. Oh, I'm sure you would. Then it'd be convenient for you, wouldn't yes, you? Yes. Yes. You know what? They should make it a prerequisite to watch the documentary on how they found the treasure. That you have to watch all the seasons of the show leading up to them That's finding the treasure. That's 112 hours. What is? Seven seasons. Okay. Do you want 112 hours of my life to watch you get the treasure? You've never that watched I ne- that. I will not benefit from. You've never watched seven seasons of a show. I get bored pretty quickly. What's the show you've liked the most ever? They all get uninteresting to me very quickly. After usually three to four seasons, I I liked Ray Donovan. I liked Homeland. The only one I've carried out, there's actually two. I've carried out The Wire and The Sopranos. And how many hours do you think you spent watching The Sopranos? Oh, oh, I've watched it twice. Okay, so let's let's Google that really quick, and then tell me how many hours of your life you've wasted watching The Sopranos, and then your argument will go right down the drain very quickly, because I'm sure it's probably north of 112 hours, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. What is it? How many hours? How many hours is it if you watched it once? If you watched it once, 111. You said 55, 77, and 99. 20, no, I was adding. Oh, okay. It's 101? 50, 55 was the first two numbers okay. added up. So how much is it? 111. 111, you've watched it twice. Yeah. So you've wasted 222 hours of your life watching that show. Actually, I'm sorry. It's 86 hours. It's 86 hours. Okay. So you've wasted substantially more time on Sopranos than The Curse of Oak Island. Is that... That's a correct statement. Yeah, the, the story of The Sopranos is actually uh, something... That I'm interested in. It's Great. fascinating to me. Great. This Curse of Oak Island is fascinating to me. Uh, it's reality TV. So is The Sopranos. So- Sopranos is not reality TV. Sure it is. It's based off of a true story. Which is reality. Of course. Okay, but thank you. It's Appreciate histor- it. It's more historical than it is reality. So is The Curse of Oak Island. I, okay. They're finding I digress. pieces of history all the time. <laughs> so. It's just not for me. I'm not. That's fine. It's a, like senseless. <laughs> If you guys have recommendations on shows, I'd like to hear them because I like to watch shows when I can. Um, I have a little bit more time to do that now. Probably in the near future, I won't have as much time to do that, but that's okay. I'll get to them eventually. I think my favorite show I've ever watched, ever, is probably Prison Break. That was a great show. Never saw it. You should watch it. 
How old were you when you were watching that, just out of curiosity? 17, 18, 19 probably. Okay. You wouldn't like it. It's a guy that's got his entire body tattooed with ah. with blueprints yeah. for oh. prison. Oh, yeah. 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 You would not like it. Yeah. Not up, not up your flagpole. <laughs> so, anyways, that's all I got to review is that Lincoln Rhymes one, and then we kind of rambled on a little bit, but uh, that's pretty much it for me this week. That's it over here. Okay, thanks perfect. for tuning in. Not a problem. We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, you know we're gonna continually, hopefully, put out an episode every week. So just if even if we go back to work, we're not going to just leave you guys high and dry. We know you like the content. We appreciate it. The only thing I can ask is that or I would like to ask rather is if you guys could please, please, please share these episodes, share our station, our channel with people. That'd be greatly appreciated. We're on Podbean, Apple podcasts. Um, you have our email, ninja robot dino one at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So any of those places you guys can find us, reach out to us and we look forward to recording the next episode and releasing it for you guys in not so distant future. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys.